Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening okay. to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light your dickhead. It's the Luke and Pete show. Luke Moore, terrible Uberating Pete Donaldson, an excellent spotless Uber. And let's face it, Airbnb rating. We're back in the area, in your ears, all nice. I hope you're having a lovely afternoon, evening, or morning. Yeah. Nicely put, Peter. Yeah. I forgot to tell you about um, a story about when I was in Japan. Okay. It involves a child's penis. Oh, good. Yes. Um, uh, Japanese onsen, obviously a very popular uh, way of relaxing and rejuvenating, and uh, they believe they have healing powers. Explain what they are. Hot springs from the ground, sometimes volcanic, uh, volcanically created. Obviously, there's a lot of volcanic action in in Japan. Um, and, uh, yeah, you just, you just sit in a hot pool, uh, and then you sit in a really cold plunge pool. There's usually a sauna involved as well. A lot of hotels have them uh, installed, which are not quite volcanic, but they're certainly very relaxing if you've yeah. got a fucking kicking hang over. Is it, these are the ones you're not allowed to go into if you've got tattoos. Exactly. So right. um, I um, I had uh, the fr- I, I kept on um, pretending um, whenever anybody came over to tell me I wasn't allowed tattoos, and there's loads of signs up in English telling me. I was. What's saying, the reason? Uh, because it's connected to the Japanese Yakuza. And no, they don't want those people there. They don't want those people there. They've got their own bloody onsens, quite frankly. It's the sort of rule that will change very, very soon. It's the sort of rule that only really upsets old people uh, in Japan, or certainly old men. Right. Um, and so uh, I had um, the excuse that I was French, <laughs> so I couldn't read the English signs, and they should have a bit more respect for the French language, or as the Japanese call it, Fransago. <laughs> what did they say to that? Um, I did, I, nobody stopped me in the end. <laughs> 
But how but do I, I, I'd already gone, oh, Gomenasai, Chigaimas, Francisco, Francisco. Oh, so you said that in Japanese? I don't know what's being said. I didn't, I didn't see the signs. They're all in English, mate. They're all in English and Korean and Chinese. Now you write them in French and I'll understand. Have some respect for what? your French. What do they say? I said they didn't say anything, so nobody challenged me about my tattoos. Ah. Oh. Because you get in, you billy bollocks, except my friends who are incredibly churlish and put um, pants on. It's like, just get your bollocks out. Do you think I'll be in there naked, Pete? You'd be in, you'd be walking around the hotel hall corridors, <laughs> billy bollocks, doing naked police. Um, uh, yeah, you get in and you have a sit out, but you sit in a hot pool. Uh, there might be a sauna as well. Um, you tie like you know, like a, a Japanese chef. They always have like a towel wrapped around their heads, like, like Daniel um, Larusso. Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, and you step down your head, and you're like, "Oh, it's so nice. If you got a hangover, it's so lovely." And it's it's genuinely. Was it raining? It was raining all the time. So it, was of, <laughs> it was one of the few things we could do inside. Um, but um, genuinely, one of life's pleasures. I think any Turkish bath, anything like that, and it annoys me that one of the favorite parts of, in the world, uh, Japan. Uh, precludes me from visiting because I got a lot of shitty leg tags. What, um, it's, it, it's it's it boils my piss hotter than any onsen I've ever been. In. Are you going to tell the story about the child? Uh, I've t- under 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 uh, under my uh, lawyer's. Uh, oh, you can't say it anymore. No, no, no I can't. Uh, uh, I was in a uh, we went to one in a dormy inn in Osaka. Um, this uh, crappy little hotel, nice and cheap, but crappy um, they had a little onsen and uh, I was in there and it was a very relaxing situation I, it was just an onsen d- 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 like going between the hot 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 balls of water uh, and then jumping straight in the plunge pools and going fuck it's freezing I love this I am alive they're big on that in Scandinavia love well. it yeah. um, bloody love it and uh, it's exhilarating and it wakes you up and it's fantastic and I wish I had access to one because I mean saunas and stuff in, in London they're invariably gay <laughs> And it's hard yeah. to differentiate. Have you seen that map on um, a Google map of the amount of sa- saunas in Finland? Right, okay, there's, there's loads just, of them. Oh, it's just Absolutely shit loads of them. Tens of thousands of them, yeah. I'm going to open a Japanese onsen in, uh, in in Piccadilly where all the Japanese restaurants are. Hmm. I reckon people will be, but get on that. Yeah, and there'll be a yes tattoo. Everyone has to have a tattoo. Yeah. And it's the tattoo of my onsen. Anyway, um, we got the Dormian in uh, Nagoya where, of course, uh, Arsene Wenger and Gary Lineker practised their... Uh, Arts. Grumpusate. Grumpusate. Uh, and I was in a dormy in because um, I like the onsen. And I was like, I'll have a relaxing time in the onsen. It wasn't relaxing. It was a nicer hotel and it was a nicer onsen. But uh, fucking, there's kids everywhere, man. They had, they had kids running around. Right. Um, this Chinese family brought in their little ends and they were running around and a Japanese um, uh, uh, man had brought his two in. And uh, and they were just fucking legging it and screaming. It was like a swimming pool for them. Right, but this, right, I mean, right. it's, it's a room no bigger than this, really. Oh right. Um, and with a couple of pools and a plunge pool. And so I'm like, like this was supposed to be relaxing. Mm. And it's annoying. I felt a bit like Alan Partridge. He's going, uh, the little gentleman with the uh, jeans. Is yeah. That allowed. They get you on the jeans roll again. Yeah, you know, it's because they've. Because uh, yeah. uh, I'm not allowed with my tattoos, but we're allowed to scream and splash around. And yeah. That said, the sauna did have a TV in it, and it was showing a man. Uh, showing the best way to cut uh, the hair of a dog. <laughs> so that's, that's good. Fair <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, so I go in the sauna, go in the hot water, and then go into the cold plunge pool. And I was like, "Oh, I love this! I'm alive!" This fucking child who could not have been older than two or three balls over, and I'm like in the pool, and with my head poking out the water, and he sort of stands on the corner of the pool. Yeah. And his penis is just in my face. <laughs> and it's not big enough for two people. 
So like the pole, the pole. <laughs> so I'm like trying to rotate away from his this child's tiny winky. Where's his parents? Fuck knows, Luke. Yeah. Fuck knows. He's he's a naked child with his penis near a radio DJ's face. <laughs> so his his mum and dad are in big trouble. <laughs> Dereliction of duty, endangering a minor. And every time I try to rotate my head, this kid would sort of move his penis. Like into my view. You don't share a common language, so you can't communicate. I could have told him to fuck off. I reckon. What happened then? I got out because I felt terribly self-conscious that a child's, a, not my child's penis, was in my face. Yeah, yeah. It's not relaxing, is it? No, it's not as relaxing. I rested my mind on his head. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking. Dreadful. You are kind of like the podcast generation's Larry David. Fucking Pete. dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Terrible behaviour. Don't bring your kids into somewhere that's no, you shouldn't. for adults, especially when, when there's willies around. So what happened after that? You just left? I just left and went, that was not relaxing at all. I need a drink. <laughs> um, is, is when, when you go and get um, a gyu don, you know, that sort of bo- mm. bowl of beef and rice and it's mm. got an egg in it. The one down in... There's an egg in it. There's an egg under there. The one down in Waterloo, right. which is called... Yamagoya, I think, for Kawoka. It serves these guyudons mm. and it, it, it serves with it what's listed as an onsen egg. Right, okay. But I don't know, is that anything to do with that, do you think? I don't know. I don't know what an onsen egg would be. Like an egg. It's like a barely cooked, really soft poached like a, egg. Like a wet egg. Yeah. I guess it's because it's wet. It's and an it, onsen egg. It carries on cooking when it's in the hot bowl with beef and Oh, well, that'll be why then, because you cook yourself, don't you? Oh, okay, onsen, right. That so makes, sense. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, cool. Interesting. Um, this, this... I didn't realise Fukuoka, uh, that, that, that place, because there's one on, on Shafshia Avenue. I didn't realise there was a few of them. Oh, no, no, I didn't know uh, that. I found the one their, I go to I found their the ramen's cut. very underwhelming. The one, but, uh, the, the gyudon on the on, ones on the cart is amazing. A little bit of gyudon. A load of pickled ginger in there as well. Yeah, um, here's a story that caught my eye, Pete. Um, Organisers of a straight pride event I thought you'd be interested in this. Right. <laughs> have called in the bomb squad because uh, a load of... A, a sex bomb. A load of... Because um, it sounds like they need it. What looks like gay people sent them envelopes full of glitter. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yep. You can do that, can't you? Three members of Super Happy Fun America called the authorities over envelopes filled with a granular substance, in quotes, which turned out to be um, glitter... Um, they the, knew that. They knew that though. They knew that was glitter. The president of the group Super Happy Fun America, who organised the Straight Pride thing, John Hugo, said that what happened was an act of domestic terrorism. Right. Okay. What do you think about that? Um, I think um, people need to fucking go outside a bit more. Yeah. Get out. I bet the, the the thing about these um, organisations is um, their websites are usually really nicely done because. <laughs> They're all web developers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I quite like the idea of a very bigoted politician. Whatever. You know. <laughs> There's enough of them around, mate. Yeah, exactly. But I quite like the idea. Because what, what happens is, um, you know, we have this end up having this debate about, you know, should you throw a milkshake on someone, and does that escalate into violence and all the rest of it? And I get all the, I get the why the conversation has to happen. But I know for a fact that um, Mitt Romney and mm. Newt Gingrich, mm. both former uh, Republican presidential candidates. Uh, who have, on the record, had quite anti-LGBT views in the past mm. in, in a bigoted way, which I think is unacceptable. They've been glitter-bombed in public. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and I'm not being out of order, but it does look amazing. Oh, yeah, amazing, yeah. Like, yeah. So colourful. Yeah. It's just great. <laughs> I'm so, loving it. So maybe that's the way to go. Um, I, I also <laughs> found the story on a, on a slightly different angle. It's more of an interesting um, type thing that I think people would, would be very, very uh, keen to read, is... 
The Vice have done a really interesting article at the uh, recently. I think it came out maybe a week or two ago. Um, it's a really, really insightful piece of investigative journalism in their health section about the mystery of high altitude suicides. Okay. So apparently, if you live in a, um, a, a it's based in the US. Mm. If you live in a US county above four thousand feet, right. Um, you are twice as likely to commit suicide than if you're at 2,000 feet. So there's twice yeah. as many suicides at that altitude than elsewhere. And there's been a lot of research done into it. Now, the first port of call was, of course, that um, there's less oxygen in the air, yeah. which can then cause... Um, I, I think, I think obviously, I'm not an expert in brain science, but basically what that can mean is the way that the body reacts to that and the brain reacts to that is it starts shutting off the less urgent and mm. less sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for the less essential parts the ki- of they're it, keeping your shit together of which includes serotonin mm. which you know which is a really important part of, mm. of, of balancing your 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 uh, your brain right and uh, how you feel and um, if that happens over a period of time mm. research is still very yeah. sort of embryonic but it looks like it might be that you are far more likely to suffer from mental health issues and suicidal tendencies if you live at high altitude which the reason I, it's an interesting story anyway, but the thing that really sprung to mind for me on that was like, I feel like we should already know that. That, that feels like something that should have been sort of squared away a long time ago. It seems very um, jigsawy. It seems like, oh yes, of course that's the case. Yeah. Like, of course, and and also like, did we? I mean, I, I, we all came from the water, and and historically we'd need access to water, so presumably we'd be spending a lot more time at lower altitude by choice. Sea level. Yeah. But you're not going to drink seawater, are you? No, but I mean, like, as in, it must be harder to find water uh, at higher altitudes than lower altitudes because presumably the water's a little bit closer to the surface when you go deeper. Why didn't we evolve, why didn't we evolve to be able to process seawater? I don't know. That's a question for helloatlukeandpeach.com. There'd be a scientist out there who know yeah. that. Tell us. Because, you know, you know, on that thing about um, this is this felt like something that people should already know about. You don't you don't come across those stories very often. And the great example of that is I saw a talk with a couple of um, I think it was with a um, evolutionary biologist and a quite eminent physicist, mm. and they were talking about um, I'm bollocks if I can remember it was, and so don't ask me for the link. But they were talking about the scientific discoveries through human kind mm. and so when things were discovered so like and the idea what the, the point they were making was that when isaac newton um discovered about gravity and all the things he he um he wrote about in his in his seminal works he obviously died in the mid 18th century uh, the early 18th century i think mm. a lot of his discoveries were around the fall of, uh, around the turn of the 18th century or whatever yeah. um uh, he was awarded a lot of stuff i think in, maybe even in the 1600s but evolution wasn't actually discovered until the mid 19th century right which if you if you if you plot out all the scientific discoveries of humankind it, it's like an outlier it's like ridiculously late because the mm. idea is so simple yeah that the um, that it should have been discovered by very clever people who studied the, the the natural world a lot earlier but of course the reason it wasn't religion exactly because people had already boxed that off and said, "No, God created all that, mm. so don't, don't worry, worry about, about that." And don't people weren't people that. weren't looking into it. Right. I, find, I find that kind of thing yeah. fascinating. Yeah, don't go in the cupboard. Yeah, I'll always go in the cupboard. I will as well. I found I used to find all my Christmas presents early. Most dis- most disappointing one. Yeah. Uh, no, they were never disappointing. My mom and dad scrubbed and saved and always got me an Amiga. 
Always got me what I wanted. You're an Amiga purist, were you? I was an Amiga purist, baby. Uh, should we take a short break and be back with some emails? Because we need to get some through some fucking emails, mate. All right. All right, then. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light, you dickhead. Uh. She's going to report me for saying bugger, you know. Oh, just wait till I see your mother. You're in real trouble. Oh, I say, wait, if you're going to go and see her, then tell her this bugger-shaped fuck she fucking sphincter. Fucking sphincter. The only mainstream podcast... Yeah, we are mainstream as far as that we've got our own studio and we have sponsors <laughs> and sometimes the show's getting the charts. Mm. But you're probably going to hear an ad break involving the words fucking sphincter. Yeah. I'd say. Is that something to be proud of or not? I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, emails. Email Joel. of the evening. Go Joel has got in touch. Hi, Luke and Pete. Further to the waterfowl chat in uh, uh, episode 174. We're going back a bit. I don't remember it. Uh, we talked about some waterfowl, apparently. Uh, I can confirm that swans are not particularly calm. 
and that they feature heavily in one of my earliest memories. My microphone stand is got having a right old crazy lazy. I just uh, we had um, who did we have in that? I'll, I'll tell you who it is. James Horncastle, isn't it? What? He's always on that edge, yeah. He's, he whispers so much that um, the microphone um, stand d- has no give in it anymore. He also whips his hair back and forth. <laughs> he whips his hair back and forth. <laughs> Lovely hair. Um, yes, I was, uh, this is Joel. I was probably four or five years ago. Uh, I was probably, f- uh, f- that. I was probably four or five years old when this happened. It was the summer. I was out for a day trip with my now deceased grandparents at a local nature spot, Carsington Reservoir in Derbyshire. Minding my own business, sat on a bench, I saw that my granddad, not a patient man, was being <laughs> harassed by a swan. I've never known a granddad to be patient. No. I my granddad's the most impatient man in the world. I've never known a granddad. Oh, sad. No. Um, as he went to bat it away, the swan lowered its head and bit my granddad squarely on the nads and retreated. It is quite possibly the funniest thing I have ever seen and has stuck with me vividly for about a quarter of a century. Great. <laughs> there's something I'm quite... That. There's something quite... Um, shocking about seeing an, el- an older member of your family having to deal with something yeah. so uh, um, funny yeah it's like seeing your nan cry oh, are you crying for? what's going on oh, there any family member crying is difficult for me yeah but like a nan like nans are supposed to be like because my nan was a bit of a misery guts alright because she, she got a bit ill and it was Christmas day and she got a bit emotional because she'd ruined Christmas day and it's like, uh. oh, my nan's quite a, usually a bit of a hard ass. Well, they think that way. Pete normally ruins Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> Your mum's ruined Christmas Day with those roast potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, another animal news: I was once bitten by a tanuki. Right. And I also once lit a cigarette from a dead badger that some local chavs had set on fire. I do not have TB, nor do I condone the burning of any animal, alive or dead. If you'd like to expand on either of those stories, let me know. We're all right, thanks, Joel, to be honest. Yeah, I had a bit of a... Um, do get checked out, though. That was a terrible story, Yeah, that bit at the end. I had a bit of a set to with a neighbour the other day because he he, um, <laughs> he he tried to sort of have a go at me. Right. Well, not have a go at me, but be like, you know, he's very British, like very passive-aggressive. Yeah. About and we we always get on fire and these I think he's a nice guy so it's a bit strange. Is that the ones you got their keys? No, no, no that's my downstairs neighbour. Okay. They, they right, okay. Yeah, they would. They, that would never yeah. happen. They're, they're um they would we would we would thrash that out. But um, but the um, well to put it in perspective, our downstairs neighbours, the the lady, she's allergic to cats, so she never complains about our cats. But anyway, the, the, we've got two cats. I told you about it before, Magnus and Hercules. They're great lads. Mm-hmm. They've never, I've never seen them be aggressive to anyone. They're very, very uh, gentle. They've been yep. looked after properly. They've got a very stress-free environment. There's no kids around. You know, it's very quiet for them. They, they, have, they have a lovely time. But they are cats, right? Yeah. And, and bear in mind, this neighbour in question also has a fucking cat. Right. right. So it's not as though he doesn't know the score. And what's happened is we've got quite a lot of uh, trees over the back of our garden. This is yep. the guy I told you about who went out to get that big tree knocked down. He was complaining about birds roosting and stuff. Right. I told you that. And I was is like, it, is he, he sounds like the enemy of animals apart from cats. He sounds like, is it, why is he stressed out about animal, about birds nesting? Well, because he wants to see them nesting. I don't know why. Oh, he's stressing out about them. He, he wants more the nesting. Down. Oh, yeah, because oh it goes to, right. But okay. I, said to, I said to him at the time, which is, which is a fact, a, a tree surgeon worth their salt mm. will check you have to you have to go online with the local council and check anyway before you get a tree knocked down. Yeah, if it's over a certain height, I'll tick all those boxes. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. You know, I'm not. It's not the wild west out here. No, I'm not just taking my chainsaw to any tree I see. You're not um, the tree loggers of the um, swamps of uh, the Discovery Channel um, short swamp loggers. No, but that sounds great. Mm. I'd be interested in watching the mill. It. Consistently breaks down. Is Terrible it, mill. Is it the deadliest catch of the of the swamp log world. Well, it's just men with chainsaws. From what I can tell, I've not watched any of it. Shall we just say they've got a formula, Pete? For they've this got a formula. Yeah. yeah, they've got some chainsaws. 
They've got a big logging operation in the yeah. swamps of Alaska. It's always Alaska. Yeah. Um, can you swamps of Alaska? I don't think so. Yeah. No. Anyway, uh, they're in the swamps of um, maybe Siberia. No, it'd be Siberia? the south of the US, wouldn't it? No, I think it's it might be Siberia. Okay. Or is that Siberian cut? That's logging as well. <laughs> There's so many shows about logging and fishing. And you voice over all outdoor, of them. Outdoors in them. Um, but they are, are big chainsaws and the mill um, sometimes goes, look, we've reached our quarter, guys. We can't process any more timber. Right. And they're like, well, what the fuck are we, what the yeah. fuck have we cut all these fucking trees down for? I've not quite got to that level yet. FFS. Anyway, right. So this that's that's the backstory. Yeah. So I have a chat that's with him. That's the backyard. Uh, yeah, I have a chat with him. He's like, oh yeah, um, because I heard him like, having a real commotion in the garden. He was shouting about something, and I heard the words "wretched creature" being used. <laughs> that's how British he is. Right. And so I was like, all right, I'll just go out and see if he's okay. Genuinely, because he, he's a nice guy, and I mm. want to make sure everything was all right. Mm. And we've had foxes around and all sorts, so I didn't know what was going Wretched on. Wretched creature. So I went over there, I said, oh, well, is everything okay? And he was like, yeah, it's just that um, your cats are attacking this bird's nest. And I was like, right, what do you mean? He said, oh, there's a bird's nest up there, and there's fledglings in it, and your cats keep trying to get to them. There's an egg up there. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, where is it? And he was like, it's just there. And it's, it's about 11 foot mm. in, the, in the air or whatever. And I was thinking, okay, there's not really much we can do about that, is there? Because, I mean, they are cats, and yeah. it's, it's disappointing, and it, you know, it'd be sad if they were to catch one of them and, mm. and kill it. But, mm. I mean, this is the circle of life. This is, like, nature. Uh, what, do you, what, what do you want me to do? Does he not let his own cat out? Yeah, his, old cat, his own cat's out there all the is time. Is he just annoyed that his, cat's, his cat is being emasculated? Or... Maybe. My, my, one of my cats is an absolute fucking killer. Mm. He's you a matador. You can't reason with a cat, though, can no. you? And it's, it's, it's almost a bit like... I get it, but you know when someone tells you a story and you're expecting there to be a payoff and it just doesn't come, or or some um, route to a solution. It's just yeah. like he wants to. Sh- he, he he's not sharing in the sadness and the cruelty and the barbarism of nature. He's going. He's just making a point. Your cat's gonna fuck up them birds yeah. in my tree. Yeah. It's like, what do you want us to do? And they're also not even your birds. Like it's not like yeah. you've bought birds and you're keeping them in Put the cage. Put a fucking net up then. Yeah, you could do that. You could do that if you want to. Take the birds inside. But you, won't, you, you won't do that. Right. So anyway, I had a little bit of a set to my neighbours, which kind of unsettles you because you want to get on well with your neighbours. But we're just so closed in and there's so many people around. Mm. That, anyway, so I don't even know why I started talking about that. But anyway, that happened. Just interesting um, that he, uh, he's mad. <laughs> he, he, he is. Um, what about this from Stuart? Who, uh, this is a... Well, this, this chair goes back a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, I think Mr. Ozil's agent changed it. What's he doing? Change the settings. Jesus, that's how they sit. I in hope Germany. he doesn't do. That. I hope he doesn't do that in meetings. <laughs> uh, why is Mesut Özil be meeting with desperate? Well, I'll tell you what. It's a... <laughs> wow. but your, your mate you told us about who had um, an issue with his wedding photos because his face his puffed face up. Face puffed up. Yeah. Here's here's one from Stuart who says, um, "Your conversation about wedding photos reminded me of one of my mates' weddings. Let's call him Tom." We went on his stag do in Oxford the weekend before his nuptials. The weekend before, I think, is too close. Foolish. And Stuart's about to tell us why. Tattoos, visible scarring. Oh, it's all a big shame. Stuart says, usual type of thing. Afternoon shooting guns on a country estate, followed by food and beers. Always going normally until the end of the night. <laughs> Tom had cycled into Oxford in the morning to do a half day at work when we met up after lunch. Tom was very, very drunk by the end of the night and was shoved into a taxi by the best man to take him home to his fiance. However... Ooh, that little gurgle there. Little gurgle. Mm. However, drunk Tom suddenly remembered his bike and jumped out of the cab to go and ride it home. He made it as far as the countryside, but he went over a little cattle grid, causing him to go over the handlebars. His injuries were all up one side of his face, 
and giving him the look of a Harvey Two-Face from Batman. He was bruised and swollen and all down one side and normal on the other. His fiancée was surprisingly understanding and the wedding went ahead as normal. However, the majority of the wedding photos had Tom standing side on and in profile. (laughs) There is one photo of the couple looking straight at the camera, which has something of a Halloween feel. The couple are still together and are gladly expecting their second child. Uh, Love the show. Stuart, well, there's a good ending to that. It's a good ending. I would like to think he could have done, um, uh, what's his name? The block out of Baldwark Empire, who um, who is a survivor of... Oh, um, the, 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 the assassin War. guy. The assassin, yeah. Yeah, he's got a little Phantom of the he's Opera got a little thing. Phantom of the Opera thick face. Could do that, yeah. yeah. Um, if you've got a wedding <laughs> photo story, it's hello at lukeandpeacher.com. If you've got a neighbourly dispute story yeah. we're not in dispute it'll be fine it'll blow over right. but if you have got one of those stories hello at lukeandpeach.com cut, cut the tree down it'd be fucking brilliant I've done I can't because it's in his garden yeah but like just chop it all down <laughs> like I just, just do the whole thing just set fire to everything no birds the birds flew away <laughs> shall, I dem- flew away. shall I demolish my own house to show him I don't give yeah, a fuck exactly like Kaiser Soze yeah don't yeah. care, mate. Don't care. Um, and uh, we just, will. Just, I don't have any cats. Fuck you. We will read all of your emails as uh, as as always, and we're catching up with them now. But we can still always do it more. Ooh, Love baby. to hear from you. Hello at lukeandpeach.com. This is the Luke and Peach Show. We've bloody loved talking to you. We will, of course, be back on Monday with another episode. Have yourselves a badass weekend. Don't cut your face up. Don't get your face near a child's penis. Please don't also do that. Oh, chase fucking bugger. Was a Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peach Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>